Today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from porn star condoms to the coolest Gundams. With over 800,000 downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Sean, the audio engineer. What did you say? And with me, as always, deputy moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. What's up, bro? And very special guest in studio. I'll get to it in a second. Sean, the coolest Gundams. You know Gundam robots, the mechs? Nope. Okay. You know what? You need to get versed in, in your uh, nerd culture, buddy. I really do. Yeah, you need to know your mechs. Clearly, I'm not getting it by osmosis around no, here. No, no. There's the Gundams. You've got your assault suits. You've got your cyber cores. There's mm. lots of different mechs you need to learn about. But right. before we go down that rabbit hole too far, please welcome to the show very special guest. This is someone I've had a history with for over 10 years. 10 years on my website. He's a filmmaker, and just about everyone I know has seen his movie. It went ultra-viral on the internet. His name is Dylan Avery, and this will be a surprise to many of my listeners, and probably something you didn't see coming, but he's the creator of the movie Loose Change. Welcome to the show, the famous or infamous 9-11 conspiracy documentary. Welcome, Dylan. Hey, good to be here. Yeah. Surprising pretty much everybody. I think so. I think it's it's a guess that uh, not a lot of people would have seen coming. No, I, so, I would say so. Dylan and I met at, believe it or not, so last week's guest was Ella Darling, the uh, famous porn star, librarian, entrepreneur, and we met at her birthday party. Which I didn't even know at the time. We had a mutual friend that had invited me there, and boy, oh boy. I that was think, a weird party. I don't think either of us knew what to expect there. I sure no. didn't. I showed up at the party. I, I showed up before the guests who invited me showed up, so I just walked into some stranger's house. It was a big mansion. And uh, there was a snake charmer there. It was a crazy party. Most people, I'd say about half the people were half naked. Yeah. My friend, by before the end of the night, got propositioned for a threesome. They very politely turned them down. Oh, yeah. There was a girl walking around on ecstasy, too. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I brought a wine to this party, and people looked at me like I was an asshole. Like, I was the I was the weird one. Because for- they knew it was a $2 bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. two-buck chuck, huh? You know what? Fuck you, Sean. Some of the cheap wine is the most delicious. Good wine. Anyway, Dylan, so a long time ago, I wrote this article on my website. I forget the exact wording, but... There is no 9-11 conspiracy, you morons. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I don't know if you can surmise what my opinion was based on that... uh, No, no, please tell me. ...that article. (laughs) But so Dylan's... This was right around the height of your your documentary that that came out in 2005, if I'm correct, right? 2005, yeah. The the viral shenanigans was 2006. That's when pretty much everyone was chiming in, including you. So, right. So tell me me about what happened when you first released the documentary. Were you expecting that level of success and fame? Because literally, everybody sent it to me. Everybody's seen it. Everyone knows. And it's kind of the source of most 9-11, I feel like most 9-11 conspiracy theories and and, uh, conspiracy... Um, the conspiracy references and all the information they get from. So, what? Tell me about about the lead up and what happened when the when you first released it. Man, I had no idea. You know, I, I had no idea. And again, you know, you're you're someone whose website I had been reading for years. Yeah. So again, like I was not expecting you to watch it and respond to it, especially. Well, actually, I, I should have exactly expected that. <laughs> but um, 
No, it was, it was crazy, man. I was waiting tables at Red Lobster making this little film to hand out to people because I was tired of trying to explain myself. And it just kind of got on the internet, you know, the kind of Google video, you know, days where YouTube was kind of still getting its legs. And I don't, it was just like this perfect storm of torrent technology taking off and video sharing was becoming like this whole new thing. Uh, we were, it's, the film was just at the right place at the right time, I think. And I, th- I a lot of people five years after the fact were really starting to kind of open up and like, seeing the direction the country was heading in and trying to figure out what kind of steps we could take to reverse the course. And I guess the film was just a part of that. Now, I remember reading an interview a long time ago when you were first doing research for Loose Change back in the day. I read an interview you did where you were explaining that you were originally doing research on this movie to create a fictional story. But along those lines, while you were doing research, you decided that there might be some some truth to this. And that's why you created the documentary. Is that right? Basically, yeah. Okay. And so... When you did this, you couldn't have been expecting the reaction that you got to it because this was this became huge. It was a phenomenon. You became the de facto leader of the movement, didn't you? Yeah, whether I liked Would it or you, not. Right? Would <laughs> yeah. you, were people looking to you as an authority on the 9-11 truth movement? Yeah. So did you do talks? Like what happened after that? Did you go around the country? We went to a lot of college campuses. We went on a lot of news stations and radio shows. Um yeah, 2006 was a whirlwind. We went to two separate conferences, one in Chicago uh, in early June, and then Alex Jones threw his own in uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> and, uh, so you met Alex Jones? Yeah. Well I, well, I had previously met him uh, in, I think, early or late, two, no, it wouldn't have been early. It would have been like mid to late 2005. I was flown out to Austin for an unrelated, well, it was loose change related, but it wasn't Alex Jones related. But then, you know, Alex heard I was in town and like met up real briefly, and I mean very briefly. Uh, and then, yeah, it was really kind of 2006 when we started kind of seeing him on a more regular basis. Now, you received distribution for this film eventually, right? Because I remember, so Dylan Dylan emailed me after I wrote this article, and uh, and it was kind of, uh, we had a little bit of an exchange, and I think I think you were like, Maddox, I'm really disappointed because I thought you were anti-establishment. <laughs> you said something along those lines, right? Could have been, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so we had that little exchange, and because in my article, I specifically mentioned Dylan. Because I was looking up who this person was who created this documentary and why, what their motives were. Um, Because there's this book that I read a long time ago, and I highly recommend everyone read it. If you're interested about the National Security Agency. It's the Very Hungry Caterpillar. What's that? The name of the book? Yeah. Or the agency? Just fucking Trying to make a joke here? (laughs) Maddox. Not well. Was it kind of... (laughs) Ah, Yes. Was it kind of surreal getting that email? Kind of like he wasn't expecting you to review his movie. Now here you are getting an actual response from the person you wrote about, even though you were kind of used to being in the spotlight. Was it kind of surprising? It was uh, It was to an extent. I always appreciate those emails, and I love it when it happens. The first time it ever happened to me was I shit on a Fandango commercial in front of a, in front of a movie. <laughs> Oh, they are vicious. <laughs> that is a militant group, the Fandango You group. don't want to fuck with Fandango, buddy. But the actor, the actor from the Fandango commercial contacted me. That's the first time it ever happened. And he's like, uh, hey, Maddox, you know, really big fan of your website. Um, oh, no. I just, uh, you know. he works a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He was he was uh, he was kind of uh, you know put off because I shit on this commercial so hard. He goes, it wasn't the acting per se that really set you off, was it? It was the commercial itself, or not? Because because I'm just the actor from the commercial. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I have no qualms with you. You're fine in the commercial. I didn't even know you were in the commercial until you pointed it out because I just hated the Fandango commercial itself. But uh, that's the first time it happened. So when Dylan contacted me, I it, there was some precedent. 
Uh, oh, I was sucking yeah. to the Fandango guy, huh? You were, uh, <laughs> you followed the Fandango oh, guy. <laughs> oh no, uh, no, it was it was it was fine. But when Dylan contacted me, so this book that I read, it's called The Puzzle Palace. And for any, the NSA is in the news right now because they've been hacked. There was this huge espionage case where they found an inside contractor. It was an inside job, Dylan. They, Obviously, <laughs> they found an inside. They found a contractor within the NSA who had stolen. Uh, hundreds of terabytes of data over the years, over the course of 20 years. This is a huge scandal because the NSA is like the most secure of our national security agencies. It's supposed to be. Supposed to be, yeah. right? Um, it's it's basically as high, as far as high as it gets, as secure as it gets in our country. And this guy basically stole a bunch of data from it. But this book, The Puzzle Palace, talks about, it's written by a former NSA director. And he talks about some of the security and technology that they have at the NSA. And when I read this book, it blew my mind. Because essentially, there is no such thing as secure communication in this country. Or the world, really. They can read anything at any time, anywhere. So, when I wrote this 9-11 article, uh, and I mentioned Dylan specifically, I made an assertion. I said, guys, if there was any truth to this conspiracy, this guy would be dead. Dylan Avery. Because, here's, here's my, my reasoning, my logic. The NSA is able to read anything and everything all the time, everywhere, right? And in doing research for your documentary, I figured the NSA probably would have created some flags, right? And say, okay, uh-oh, this guy's searching for uh, WTC7, right? He's looking at controlled demolition shit. Let's uh, send our goons out before he has a chance to publish this and off him. That was the, the argument I made. What do you, you think of that when that, when that uh, you know, when you, when you read that? I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, and that, hey, that, that was kind of like, I'll hey, take that. oh, shit. Oh, no, it begins. Um, well, because that, that was kind of my thing. I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, you know, so I, th- I kind of thought I'm right in their backyard making this film. It, I, it felt to me like almost the safest place I could be, just like I'm right in the belly of the beast. Um, but no, that I mean, that was kind of a legitimate concern, you know, if, if they are capable of pulling off something of this magnitude, whoever or whatever they are, you know, whatever I thought it was in 2004, 2005, uh, it was, I mean, it was definitely at the back of my mind. It wasn't like something I spent all day thinking about, but, um, did you ever feel threatened or that you were followed by anyone? I got one weird phone call once where a gravelly voice just said, you're dead and hung up. That was kind of weird. And that was, that was, that was, that was me actually this morning. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> Jesse just triggered me. My <laughs> lovely girlfriend in studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that was a bit of a triggering moment, but I was just like, oh, that's weird. And kind of brushed it off. And this was before the film had actually come out. Really? Uh, yeah. So even before the film came out, I mean, because well, I was posting unrelated? on message boards and like someone could have, because I was I was talking to like Phil Jahan who ran Let's Roll, so he could have just given my number to the wrong person. I would, you know, devil's advocate here. Um, it was a little spooky, but it, it's it's literally the only time I can think of where I actually felt threatened by someone, and it's only because someone literally called my phone and said you're dead. But just just for the record, you are in fact alive. I am very much alive okay. at this current moment, yes. Yeah, even when the co- when the phone call came in, uh, he was incorrect because you were literally alive and listening to the... Yeah, yeah. To his voice. D- yeah. Debunked, totally yeah, debunked. Debunked, yeah. debunked yeah. instantly. Instant instantly debunked. debunked. Uh, so, Dylan... But, uh, but reading your article, not to cut you off, yeah. but um, I, you know, I like I said, you you were right. <laughs> you know, it's like at the in that context, you're especially right because again, they have the power to basically do whatever they want. Our kind of philosophy at the time was, well, we're already out there, we're already public, and if anything were to happen to any of us, it would kind of prove the conspiracy to be right. That was our thought at the time. Right. So since that has happened, that was about ten years ago. This documentary came out, mm-hmm. right? Since then, 
what has been the response? What where is the movement now? Would you say? And do you feel as strongly today as you do as you did back then? Uh, I mean, I was just in New York City uh, on 9/11 for an event. I was it was actually the first time I was at Cooper Union on stage speaking for the first time in ten years because previously it was 2006. Right. Um, and you know, in 2011, I was in Ground Zero and I said I wasn't going to go back because there was like this guy following me around with a camera and just like trying to like pull quotes from me, and I just I didn't want to deal with it anymore. Mm. So you did have some some weirdos following you around. So what uh, what changed? Why did you say you wouldn't go back anymore? And you and again, has your stance softened on that at all? Do you feel like some things have been debunked, some have not? Where where do you stand on that? Because Popular Science published a, a pretty in depth article about. the 9-11 conspiracy movement and some of them specifically they drew from your documentary well they picked like seven things is kind of the problem and i think that's always the issue that we took with people is because they always focused on like a select group of things from the film and i mean obviously that's what you're going to do when you're going to try to prove a film wrong but to us it was always it was kind of giving short shrift to the more legitimate things like the insider trading which dylan radigan of msnbc himself said it was like if this is a coincidence it's the largest coincidence in the history of mankind so it, it was that legitimate things like that, like the insider training, where get kind of you know swept over to talk about that one minute where we talk about what could be under the plane, you know. So it it was kind of I guess disappointing because we felt like there wasn't a, a, a real discussion wasn't happening. It was like they were picking a couple things that they knew that they could easily debunk in people's eyes. And just kind of say that because that's that's what's infuriating about it is when people come to us and say, oh well, you know, the the nine eleven commission report came out and answered everything. Well, no, it didn't. Nine <laughs> Eleven Commission report was very deliberate in its omission of certain things and um, labeling other things as they're, they're not they're non consequential. Like the insider trading, they say that it wasn't related to terrorism, so there's nothing we need to worry about. But somebody made millions of dollars off nine eleven, and we still don't know who those people are. Right. Uh, that I did. I do remember reading about that. Now, do you feel like there are certain things that? have been addressed since the documentary came out that you you would then go back if you were going to create the documentary today will you that you would change or uh you know omit uh from from what you originally stated i mean that's tough to say because i mean we kind of we technically did <laughs> but making like up to four editions is there were, yeah multiple yeah editions, the right. ones that was up on netflix and that was kind of our our kind of like i don't know what the right word is but kind of saying back to the public like look we're 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 doing what we can here we're we're working with what we have and we're you know because information was still coming out like almost on a daily basis in 2005 2006 so as we got more and more information there was more and more to draw on and more like legitimate foundation to lay for this information as opposed to uh just kind of sticking to the same thing and kind of repeating ourselves like we always wanted to refine and uh strengthen our argument as opposed to weaken it so uh, to go back and specifically say I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. It's it's more along the lines of if I were to make a nine eleven film now, it would I would focus more on like the financial aspect and who these people are and how they came into power and what kind of mechanisms would be in place for something like this to happen if it did happen that way. Essentially, L- less about like arguing about how the buildings came down and more about like who owned the buildings and who owned the security companies that ran it and the kind of uh, the ties, you know, the, the ties between people that. We're running everything. Right. Well, I will say this. Uh, just looking back, you know, 10 years ago when I wrote that article, I stand behind 100% of everything I said. I rule. Yes. Bravo, Maddox. I expect I'm the nothing best. less. Yeah. 
Can Genius. We, uh, can we all agree that Zeitgeist is a piece of shit? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think is? Can we uh, agree that Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist is a piece of shit? Zeitgeist has become like its own. Well, you know, I I know Peter Joseph. I'm not trying to come on here and insult him, but I, I'll I do mean, it. yeah. Well, you can do it. You can definitely do that. Um, it's I will say that Zeitgeist has kind of gone from that first film where you know Jesus and 9/11 and everything is a lie, and it's kind yeah. of turned into this whole umbrella where it's like trying to have like the Venus project and all that. So, I mean, they've, they've definitely taken their ball and ran with it. Whatever that ball means to you. Um, zeitgeist has definitely gone full zeitgeist. I will say this when zeitgeist came out, because I was hot on your heels. Well, and it used pieces of loose change too. So right. people, so, it's funny people, not to cut you off, but people like come to us and like, Oh, I've seen zeitgeist, but I've never seen loose change. Well, actually you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yours, yours was, I, I think the foundation for a lot of this stuff. Uh, I, when I, when zeitgeist first came out, someone sent it to me early, early on before it, I think it even had, uh, maybe 50 or a hundred thousand views tiny. It was still brand new. Right. right? And the very first edition, I now this is me being a conspiracy guy, but I started looking at his sources, and he kept <laughs> quoting a bunch of books, like I think two or three books. And I looked at these books. I'm like, I've never heard of these. I've never seen them in bookstores. They can't be popular, and I couldn't find them on Amazon. Then I looked at who the publisher was, and it was Zeitgeist Press. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't so, cite, you can't cite yourself as a source. But I, I don't think that works. Since then, they have you know multiple editions of Zeitgeist have also come out, and that it is no longer cited as one of his sources, as his own his own books. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, very fascinating. And you're working on a new film. I'm I'm curious about. Tell, uh, can you tell us about it? Sure. Film's called Black and Blue. Uh, basically, after moving to L.A., um, I have. You know, coming from upstate New York, you hear a lot of jokes about the LAPD. Like, oh, ha, 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 Rodney King, you know, the LAPD, ha, ha. Uh, but then you come out here and you realize it's very much not a joke. Uh, the cops out here are different. And, you know, you, once you start to have run-ins with them and, like, the deputy sheriffs, you, know, you start to learn things about how they're brought onto the streets. And uh, I just, I was a little shocked after moving to Los Angeles, just kind of seeing how some of the cops behaved. And even just me walking my dog at night and them stopping me because they have nothing better to do. And they got some call about someone saying they were going to burn down a school and I was the only one walking around at night, so they decided to stop me and question me. Uh, so little things like that. Um, re- they really started to kind of turn me towards like what's going on with the law enforcement. And at that same time, as those things are personally happening to me, I'm seeing more and more articles on Facebook about, you know, this girl got beat up and this guy got shot. Um, and, you know, this is like 2012, 2013. Uh, and then Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman happened, um, which not a lot of people know is the actual start of the Black Lives Matter movement. Three people started it right there in the aftermath of Trayvon Martin. But of course, it wasn't until Michael Brown in August of 2014 when it, you know, the cities were on fire. Um, so it was interesting for me because February 2014, I go to this rally for Kelly Thomas, the homeless guy that got beat to death in Fullerton by six police officers. Yeah, I remember that. He yeah. was uh, schizophrenic, right? Yeah, schizophrenic. Yeah. You know, someone called 911 and said he was maybe breaking into cars or something, you know. Well, and they got the cops on audio saying, like, this is me ready to fuck you yeah, up. Literally, like, like yeah. and that's that's the quote that NPR was using yeah, every yeah. morning. He said I, what he was going to do. Yeah, as you see these fists, they're getting ready to fuck you up as he's putting on gloves. And to, uh, that was, like, shocking to me. And, like, NPR, KPCC, was pretty much every morning was using that quote. And so I'm driving to an editing job, and I'm listening to this trial every day day and i'm following it with the rest of la and i'm like there's no way these cops are gonna get off right i mean dude, like l- listen to what they said like that shows intent to cause harm to another person you're a police officer you're supposed to protect and serve this is a, a homeless schizophrenic man who obviously is having a problem beating the shit out of him isn't gonna cure it 
that was the start. And before I knew it, two months later, I was in Massachusetts at the Boston Marathon interviewing George Thompson and DJ Alzi. And then from there, it just kind of kept progressing. And then a couple months later, I had an ex-cop and then Ferguson happened. And then the ex-cop went to Ferguson. I just, I went from not really knowing what I was doing with this film, who I was going to interview and what I was going to do to suddenly scrambling to catch up every day with the newest developments and the newest uh, verdicts, the newest shootings, uh, it just 2014 it just blew up and suddenly i had to try and stay on top of it as much as i could well interesting yeah. yeah so uh we're looking forward to this and it's coming out soon uh yes. we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more uh but moving on last week dylan the debate we had on the show was about porn stars wearing condoms and whether or not they should specifically due to a law called prop 60 uh prop 60 is a is a ballot measure where they would force porn stars to wear condoms on sets it's you know, uh, opponents say it's a thinly veiled attack on the porn industry to move them out of the state. Uh, proponents say that it's going to make people safer. So I got a comment on the website from Jamie Pennington. She says, at least, or maybe he, I don't know. It's, it's one of those names. I know. Is it J-A-M-I-E? J- yeah. Yeah, that could be either way. I'm going to say she. She. She says, mm-hmm. at least 100 celebrities had their photos leaked. Because we talked about the fappening, the Jennifer Lawrence leak. The, right? Which, um, the, you know, fappening. some people say there's more than meets the eye with that. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, who's yeah. really behind that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an, that was an J-Law job, leaked right? her own photos. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Dylan, I hear, I smell a new documentary coming. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Is it coming? <laughs> I don't know. I would <laughs> there's watch a, There's it. a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't have the energy Try to Try not to dig too it. hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you'll, you'll just hurt yourself. So she says, why was Jennifer Lawrence being treated as if she's the only one in that leak? Whenever the leak is discussed, the, they only mention her like the others don't matter. There were yeah, a lot. B, B-list actors matter. I'm starting the movement. <laughs> no, but there was also the swimsuit model. What's her name? Uh, right, her. You know who I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. one, the one, the one who, whose name we can't remember. Who said that thing? Uh, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model. What's her name? Which one? It's been going for 35 fucking years. Adele? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it was not oh. Adele, Sean. Uh. Wow. Oh, here it's Kate Upton. Kate Upton is her name. Uh, Kate Upton. You guys remember Kate Upton? Come oh, on. Of course. She's huge. She's a huge. She's hu- she's it's a, a huge star. As, she's at least as big. I think in the modeling world as Jennifer Lawrence is in the acting world, right? Kate Upton's a huge I, model. I think her name recognition is right up there. Yeah. No one, no one mentions her during the fappening. It's always Jennifer Lawrence. Hmm. And there were several other celebrities. What's her name? The um, Ariana Grande, right? Yeah. Ariana Grande was in there too. And she said that they were fake, but these sleuths, Dylan, you'd be proud of this. These oh, yeah. internet sleuths. Figured out that cra- it was her. They cracked the case, huh? They cracked the case because they saw in the background there was a green hoodie that was hanging, right? And then they tracked it down to the day of the photo shoot that she did for an interview that same day from a news website where she was wearing that same green hoodie. Well, was that Reddit? Uh-huh. Uh, it was probably Reddit. Yeah, you know those those nerds. No, I mean, you looked know. that shit up. Anyway, guys, the question last week was, should Prop 60 pass? 94% of the audience voted no. It should not pass. Mm-hmm. And what the audience thought I believed, 94% also believed that I, I didn't think that it should pass. Yeah. But you know what, guys? Here's what I truly believe. No. <laughs> it no. Should, it shouldn't pass. Okay. Okay, wow. Bravo, guys. You morons got it right. You correctly surmised my opinion on a debate where one side was completely unreasonable. 
I opted to, you know, I did, I sacrificed myself. I'm the, I'm the podcasting Jesus, all right? Because I sacrificed the debate for the sake of bringing in an interesting topic. So you're welcome, drawing Aussie. Yeah, pack that fucking shirt wow. up, ship it off to Australia. Yeah, you're getting a, you're getting a shirt. He wins. Uh huh. Talk about, in about six weeks. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm gonna send it media mail. You'll get it maybe in your lifetime. We'll see. <laughs> Dingo might eat the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sean, just to verify, of course, I have my envelope, sealed envelope. Sean has had it all yeah. week long. What's my opinion, Sean? What does it say in there? No condoms for porn stars. Yeah. I see your point, Maddox, and I agree with it. Oh. But I'd go a step further to say, if you don't raw dog, I go nah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Shut. I think the debate. But in all seriousness, <laughs> I love a good bareback sesh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like my balls cup. <laughs> yeah. Sean. Whoa, Sean, enough, enough, dude. Sorry, I just got I just stare at that paper on the paper, you know? No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, stare at that paper and the truth comes out. Sean, that is just Sean's unadulterated, unfiltered opinion. He runs his mouth every time I hand him one of those envelopes. Well, mm. Yeah, that's what happens. And that, Sean, thank you for sharing that with us. If any of our listeners want to cup Sean's balls, mm. let us know. Leave us a voicemail. I think the question was, should, prop, should prop 60 pass, not yeah. should you wear a condom? Yes, it's the, the same. You know what? No, it? no, it's, it's not one the, same. the same. I will speak for Ella. Here is the thing, though, guys. Okay? Mm. Whether or not Prop 60 passes, it's still a bad idea to have porn stars wear condoms specifically because of what Ella said, because it causes abrasions which can cause infections and makes porn stars actually less safe. Because they're, they're tested every two weeks religiously. I asked yeah. you, uh, why is it that you trust uh, porno people to make their own fucking choices and to make their own informed decisions, but you don't trust uh, your food if it's not regulated by the FDA? And yeah. you said, because I'm not eating porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, with porn, it's the porn stars who are eating, sometimes quite literally, and this prop is saying, no, they need to be protected. That's what the prop is saying. They're using the same logic you use to uphold your precious FDA. No, they're not. It's not the same. It's not the same logic. The it's same not by logic. A, no, it's not. It, it is literally. Rucka, <laughs> Rucka, the difference is in the scope and scale of, what, of who and what it affects. If you feed a child a baby, bad baby formula, that child's fucking dead. And again, with porn and por people who go to porn sets, they're consenting adults who can make their own decision. And the end consumer is a different person, too, because it's a grown-ass man like me who's masturbating instead of a child, a baby, who's going to die from bad formula. Why are you holding up babies as your only argument, as though the FDA can, pr can stop bad parents from feeding porn? poison to every baby in the on the planet well like, it's pretty it, easy to hold a baby up i mean you know yeah yeah they're not tasked to save okay. every fucking child but, but, but in every in both cases you've got consenting adults deciding what they want to buy and consume and you think you want to impress your cool friends that work in porn and say hey man <laughs> you guys can do whatever you want let your freak flag fly but when it comes to the goddamn grocery store you somehow think ralph's is gonna feed you dog shit if the fda doesn't ride their ass yeah, well, you know what, uh, Rucka, sometimes that, that is what it takes. Is that it? is, yeah. All right. It is. Okay. All right, moving on. Here's a, here's a voicemail from the drooling Aussie. Congratulations. And I'd be curious to know uh, where the FDA was on September 11th. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> just Yo, fuck just you. Questions. That's so unfair. You I know, think Dylan, the FDA had offices inside Building 7. There, there you go. Of course Dylan has that answer. I think so. Mm. I'd like oh, to see the their shot. tax records. <laughs> <laughs> Before already, the election. I'm already sweating. I'm so angry. All right. Here's a here's a drooling Aussie. Speaking of angry, hey man, yeah. hey, <laughs> you know, Sean's right. 
You are a fucking donut. Yeah. Because when it comes to your opinion on these debates, everyone can see right through you. You are against Prop 60. Oh, bravo. GG, mate. I'm just going to hop on your site and start looking at shirts, all right? There you go. All right, yeah, fine. Fuck you. You're getting a free fucking shirt, okay, shithead? Congratulations. He didn't call you anything. He did. He called me a donut. He said, Sean's right. I, I, he, okay. he said, I'm a donut. How dare you call me a donut? I've I've made like Armenian genocide jokes and seen you less angry <laughs> than you are right now that you need to just send one T-shirt out to one fan. <laughs> you Because it's unfair. I feel like there's been no, a travesty of justice that has occurred in this room. Dylan, you know about yeah. that. Why don't you include this in your little documentary? Yeah. You know, a few police beatings is one thing, but Maddox needing to send a free T-shirt out to his adoring fan who predicted, who made a deal. Yeah. If he guesses, if he predicts your predictable opinion three times in a row, you need to give him one shirt. Oh, bravo. It'll be the end credit scene opening up to the Maddox cinematic universe. <laughs> can, we pl- yeah. can you please include it? Absolutely. Because if your whole documentary is about misjustice, all right, mistrials of justice, yeah. that it should be me. It should, star, it should star me. Yeah, it should absolutely. have a picture of me with a with a tear, you know, like the eagles they have for nine eleven memes, with where they're crying one tear. It should be me with one tear and a, and a, and a banner with a free T shirt in there, and, and I want a prohibited sign. With your, no with free your t-shirt. pockets turned out. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wearing a barrel, you know. Yeah, yeah barrel and overalls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is it, is it too late to just change the entire premise of the documentary? You, you know what? Maybe. We'll talk. We're, we'll talk. We'll, I'm going to we'll talk, talk to your your executive producer, your distribution channels. We'll figure something out because this is bullshit. This will not stand. No. All right, moving on. I Here's, totally forgot what we were talking about. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter voice, anymore. <laughs> voicemail. Here's another voicemail from Ella, actually, from last week. Listen to this. Hi, Maddox. It's your friend, Ella. I wanted to bring up a point that was made by Rucka when I was on your show, which yeah. is that uh, Android phones are too complicated and too difficult to be able to use. Yeah, it's it's the, the idiot defense, oh, as you put no. it. The idiot defense. So I didn't want to say this without checking my sources with certainty, but there was a project done by MIT and the One Laptop Per Child program that sent boxes of Android tablets to two African villages where the children were not only technologically illiterate, but they had no literacy. They'd never seen written language in their lives. Mm-hmm. So they sent boxes of Android tablets Android. to these kids with yeah. no instruction on how to use them. No yeah. human was teaching them. Right. Within four minutes, the kids not only opened the box, but they figured out how to turn it on. And Within then they starved days, to death. These kids were Why using are we sending them fucking... Per day. God damn it. Um, and within no, five months, these children oh. in Africa who had never used technology or seen written language before hacked Android. Okay, so that voicemail got cut off, which is another point in favor of Android because she was calling in with her shitty iPhone. Well, and I why contacted are we shipping her. fucking tablets to African countries? You know what, Sean? Don't you think there's pr- better priorities like, you know, inoculations? Sean, fucking food, maybe some shoes? Jesus, it's not one or the other. They do both. And, and Android. Maybe condoms? <laughs> <laughs> it's not one or the other, but Jesus Christ. That may I mean, actually not everybody, who wants to, everybody who wants to give Africa anything should start with the fucking basics. Hey, hey, Sean, Sean, I realize she didn't call you and leave you a voicemail, but will you please fucking fall back and let me talk to Ella for a minute? No. Yeah. Well, it was, she was trying to address your shitty argument about Android phones. So go on, uh, Rucka. What do you have to say to Ella? Uh, thanks for calling. It was really nice to hear from you. <laughs> there we go. Thank um, you, Ella. Hey, uh, you know, there's some really good points. I haven't really thought of it that way, but I think you're right. Hey! Yeah. Oh, we got wow. a concession. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. 
This, I think that's a mad cast I mean, media first. And but, can I say she's welcome on any time? Absolutely. Yeah, she absolutely. was a great guest. Yeah. She was Everybody, a great guest. I, I received so much positive comments, voicemail, emails, uh, people, people saying that they loved Ella on the show. And one of the nicest comments I read was that uh, someone in the Facebook comments said that she brought an element of warmth to the mm. show that was lacking. I guess mm. you guys don't find my voice warm. She's um she's very articulate. She's very yeah. she, the way she described that boot during the live read. I'm, you think I'm joking? No, no, no she, I, I know she's not. She's she's a librarian. She's good with words. I actually told her off the air. You know, you you should be on YouTube. And I have this conversation with people like twice a week. Just like you're really good at something. You should be on YouTube. There would be an audience for that. And the answer is usually like, well, I'm too busy. And then I go, well, too busy for millions of views and a new revenue stream that feeds into your other projects. It's priorities. And that's when Maddox stepped in and goes like, yeah, she's really busy. Because that, that's Maddox. That's Maddox. What an enabler. Yeah. Oh, she just Carry she, the message. Sorry, she's, she's not going to take time away from being a successful entrepreneur starting her company to make YouTube videos. She's, she's doing – look – I, I I don't I don't disagree. I think that she could probably and probably should and will do both at some point. But uh, yeah, she's she's got a lot going. Does she on. have like an assistant that can just shove a phone in front of her face a couple minutes a day and just be like, "What's on your mind?" Possibly we'll be taking job applications. Madcastmedia.com. Don't forget go. to vote on Facebook which job. Live. Yeah. But the point she could start doing Facebook Live. That's like a thing now. Yeah, I got another voicemail from uh, Weird Matthew McConaughey. I think it's on this. All right. I like how Ella doesn't even know your name. At the 53 minute mark and 25 seconds, she calls you monarch. <laughs> what are you, fucking butterfly? You flapping your wings, tasting shit with your feet, <laughs> going down to Mexico in the wintertime? No. <laughs> good. Good. Oh, that's, good that's, one of his, that's one of his better. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He uh, said that to me at four in the morning. Uh, here's another one. Right. Here's another one. Wow. Rucka, Rucka, Rucka. I was just starting to like you, and then for the third fucking time, you mentioned that with only Apple users can fucking find podcasts easily. Oh, it's so hard to find fucking podcasts with, with my Android phone. You know what? I actually switched to Android after listening to that episode because that iPhone 7 is just bullshit, and yeah. I love my fucking phone. Welcome to freedom. It's fucking awesome. Right. First thing I did when I fucking got it, I opened this phone up, went to the Google uh, store, and I typed podcast. First fucking app that had over four stars. Downloaded that. Fucking podcast. Typed in the search bar. Yeah. Maddox. What was the first thing that fucking podcast. popped up? Maddox. That's debate in the universe. That's you right. suck. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rucka, he said that you just go to the podcast app, you download it, and then you just search for Maddox, and it's the first thing that popped okay, up. Okay, well, easy. last time I tried to show somebody what a podcast is, an Android user, I had a very difficult time. Say it's the idiot argument. I was say, Fine. the user are, or not the Android? Are most yeah. people that you've met in, in this world uh, very smart, would you say? Or would you say most people kind of, their default is not very bright? Ooh, that's Use a good me argument. as an example here. Yeah, no, okay? you got I'm me. cool with yeah. that. And as you know, if you actually listen to the iPhone versus Android episode, me and my good friend Blake Vapes made it very clear that the number one reason we are Apple is that it's dope. <laughs> I can't argue with that. No. Nobody uh, can. That's why they, they they get so upset and worked up. Yeah. They can't argue with that. Great. I like Androids because you can get things like emulators on there. Yeah. I know that's not a particularly hilarious response, but that's just why I like them because, you know. I'm carving my name into my own arm. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> All right. I got another one. Welcome back once again to last week's best argument that no one ever made. Maddox, I'm afraid I'm back. 
Oh, no. Now, yeah. should Prop 60 pass? I can't talk like that anymore. It's starting to hurt. <laughs> so here's what you seem to miss about the debate. Maddox, yeah. you're so busy keeping a boner down that you forgot that organizations <laughs> like Yes on Prop 60 just wave away all the arguments Ella brought in. Now, their sources may only be five butthurt performers' opinions, but think about it. Ella's arguments were also just that. No stats, no studies, just her opinions. Wrong. So, uh, Prop 60 is crap, well, but neither side of the debate can be argued based on a study of the industry as a whole because there's just not enough actual information. So, Maddox, you still fulfilled the Madcast mission because in all yeah. my research for this bit, I couldn't find a single thing you guys didn't cover. I hope your mom's doing all right, by the way. I know how mine would react after 90 minutes of porn talk. <laughs> all right, you morons, let's never do this again. An asshole. That was a very vague kind of general thing for him to say. Just like... Yeah, I, I feel like he didn't really bring any facts. But then he said he did research and found that we covered all the same topics and arguments it, basically we covered the entire spectrum of the debate he's just saying there's not any facts out there well there, no there are facts no, i know i disagree yeah. with what he no. said uh there were there were plenty there was plenty presented here's uh here's another one hey maddox i'm enjoying the podcast uh, i used to read your page regularly a few years back but i fell off i'm just happy to see that you haven't taken your own life since then <laughs> i'm still catching up but listening to your crappy alligator debate made me want to hear you do a better topic, um, namely animal captivity. I work in an aquarium, so I've heard a million poorly formed opinions about that, and I'd love to hear two more from you. Uh, in terms of my t-shirt size, my medium, mm, uh, but you can give my free one to someone else. I'll buy my shirts like an adult. Uh, yeah. I have no strong feelings one way or the other about Sean and the other guests. Thanks. <laughs> well, that was sweet. Good Thank topic. you. I, I love that he's... Like that. he's He's glad I haven't taken my life. I, I love my fans. You probably get you, that email twice a day. Yeah, hey Maddox, you still you still there? You still haven't kicked it? You still haven't offed yourself? Okay, cool. Well, anyway, uh, here's a here's an idea for a show. And also, can I get a free shirt? But you know what that guy said? He's gonna buy a shirt because he's a fucking adult. That's what I wish more of the listeners would become fucking adults. Mm. All right, here's another one. Hey Maddox, just calling in about the show. You guys said you wanted some more females to call in, so here I am. Uh, love the show. Been listening since the first episode. Hey. Uh, pretty disappointed with you this week, though. Um, it seems that the only thing that can bring Maddox down is bringing a pretty woman in the room. Um, <laughs> I can't blame you, but what I learned from the other side of the debate this week was nothing. So uh, maybe you try that one again. Uh, maybe you need someone there that can let you keep your mind straight. Love right. the show. So true. Yeah. You did not debate both sides yes, I, like you claim you could. You could have definitely said some shit that you didn't say. Yeah. Well, you could have also said some shit, Rucka. I'm here to moderate okay. and, and to give you shit. And yeah. I did. I, t I called you out at the time. I said, Maddox, you're supposed to be this amazing debater of both sides of every issue. Bring up condoms on a porn set and suddenly you're just basically an echo chamber. Yeah, because sometimes there aren't reasonable arguments for the other side, and I thought that the topic was interesting enough to bring in take, and forego. Take everything you said on the FDA debate and just take out the word food and put in the word you know, porn, and you could have been making those same exact arguments. Fine. You know what? You're on. Next week I'm going to do just that. You'll hear it. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one. Hi, my name is Arnold Smith, and I'm a producer over here at Pornhub. Now, I usually don't listen to your show, but a friend of mine sent me your last episode, and I must say, the quality of your audio is just absolutely superb. I'm completely blown away by how crisp and clear the sound is. In what? fact, I'm so impressed, I'd like to offer your sound guy, Sean, the chance to be an audio engineer in the adult film industry. Hey! Please hmm. get back to me so we How can discuss different opportunities for Sean. Yeah, you. you can go master some porn. 
Just don't. I'm very you con- can go hold a pole on a porn set. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm very confused. <laughs> Bravo. Confused Thank by you. that Thank phone you. call. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, guys, that's it for voicemail for this week. We got a lot. There's so many voicemails. Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines and the debate coming up next. But first, today's episode is proudly brought to you by our Amazon page. Please remember to shop at Amazon by going to madcastmedia.com slash Amazon. Now, guys, I'm experimenting with something here. Uh, A lot of people have asked me for equipment suggestions, what video games I'm playing, and that sort of thing. So I found out that Amazon has this, this program that you can create for your own affiliate page. And I have done that. I've created one. And I want to cover some of these things because I'm about to launch the podcast competition show, which I announced, I think, two, three months ago. And a lot of people are asking me what kind of equipment and things to get. So for podcasters, I've created a list of some of the items I use in this studio. You can do this on the on the cheap if you want, under $60 for the entire setup. I've listed the mics that I use, the cables that I use, the pop filter, foam pads, everything that I use to create this show is listed on Amazon. I'm not saying you need all of it, but uh, if you're curious, I've made it easy for you by checking out our Amazon page. Guys, it really helps out the show. I've also listed some of the games I'm playing recently. The mech one that I mentioned at the top of the show, Sean, you don't yeah. know your Gundams? Right. Yeah, assault suit lineup. So I'm embarrassed for all of us. It should be. What Maddox is trying to say is no matter what you might want to buy on Amazon, if you go to madcastmedia.com and click on the Amazon banner, it takes you to the website, and then whatever you buy, a portion of that goes to the network. It goes to Maddox to help the show. And it doesn't cost you an extra penny. That's right. That's, in few words, what Maddox just took a half an hour to (laughs) sort of say. I'm so glad he's here. Yeah, you know what, Brooke? Jesus Christ, Amazon is thanking their lucky stars I was born. (laughs) No, but uh, Rucka said it perfectly and succinctly. It really helps out the show. Doesn't cost you anything else. Shop Amazon. Shop through our website. We really appreciate the support. But moving on to the debate this week. As always, Deputy Moderator Rucka Rucka, let's hear your buzzer. And Dylan Avery, let's hear his. Okay, if either of these two gentlemen hear anything that I say that they disagree with, they want to call me out on a logical fallacy, a contradiction, anything at all, you can chime in with that buzzer. You also have a ding. I do, and the third option as well. Let's hear the third option. Trigger. There you go. Staple of this show. Of course. A lot of people get triggered. Expect nothing less. But on to the story of the week. Guys, I recently made a new YouTube video about alternate news websites. This debate cycle has brought out the worst in everyone. I, for one, am tired of everything and everyone, especially the news. There seems to be a growing distrust of the news, especially the mainstream media. This has created a cottage industry of alternate news sites like InfoWars, Global Research, WikiLeaks, Natural News, Truth in Media, Press for Truth, Truth Stream, World Truth. (laughs) Oh, no. Basically, any website that has the word truth in the title. So you know it's true, unlike those other sites that are false. So the, the debate this week is, which is more trustworthy? Alternate news sites or the mainstream media? Now is your chance to vote on the website, badcastmedia.com. I want to see where you guys stand before hearing the debate and after hearing the debate. But this week, we're going to discuss which is more trustworthy. Dylan, what's your gut? What do you go with, mainstream media or alternate news website? 
You know, this is tough because I kind of find myself falling right down the middle, which is awful for a debate show. Um, I mean, I don't like mainstream media, obviously. I think that they have an agenda, but I guess the problem is that you now have independent news sources that also have their own agenda. So you basically just have two competing agendas that you have to try to distill and figure out which one you want to agree with more. So that's kind of the problem because like, there's that distrust of the mainstream media, but then it seems like certain sites are kind of capitalizing on that mistrust and using it to push things that, you know, they have, like you said, no sources for other than themselves. Uh, so it can be tricky. Well, well if, uh, if we follow the advice of Zeitgeist Part 2 and just do away with money altogether, then nobody <laughs> would have any reason to lie about anything. Is there that what they I, – I don't remember Zeitgeist. I, Is that what I he said in the documentary? To, I tried to get through the second one. Um, it yeah let's, yeah let's move on <laughs> well i have here he died a little trying to i died a lot <laughs> i have here a study from the pew research center it's uh they did a poll of i believe three thousand millennials that's right according to pew research center they surveyed three thousand people to examine where millennials got their news and which news sources they trusted the most so it's trust and distrust of news sources among millennials and at the very top I'm going to see if you guys can guess even one of the top three. What would you say, That they trusted or— That they trust, yes. That they trust. The most trustworthy—one of the most trustworthy websites. I mean, I kind of want to just go with CNN because they're the big one. CNN is not in the top five. Sean. Reddit. (laughs) Fuck you, Reddit. Reddit is not even on this fucking list because it's not news. It's bullshit. Uh, Rucka. (laughs) Fucking Philip DeFranco's vlog? I don't know, man. It's not. MSNBC? MSNBC? MSNBC, not in the top three. You guys, number one, wow. trusted among millennials, The Economist, interestingly enough, followed by wow. NPR. NPR is one of the most trusted, and I, I personally like NPR. I think that I like NPR, NPR, generally speaking, delivers the news without slant. Mm. It's very dry. Some people don't like to listen to it because it's boring. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want when it comes to news. Give me boring information that's true. Bingo. I want to be bored as fuck when I'm listening well, to news. Well, you know, everyone <laughs> complains that the mainstream media is, you know, has an agenda. NPR is liter- quite literally state-run, right? Yeah. It's state media. And it's- also donations. The runoff. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that doesn't, just because it's, it's uh, well, it is state-run, but in the same sense that the USPS is state-run, right? The mm. post office—it's not yeah. really. It's, it's. Would you get your news from the uh, the late the nice lady who drives your USPS truck? <laughs> I literally do, Rucka. When she when she hands it to me, yeah. Yes. She, you ask her what's new in the world, <laughs> or you crawl back into your little man cave and play your little video games for the next everything. You make that little, sound yeah. so bad. You yeah, know? I'm here <laughs> to be awesome. That you. sounds great. Yeah. yeah, check it out on our Amazon page. I, I list. I link to all the video games. At but, least you explain to the Amazon page without going off on a thirty-minute tangent this time. <laughs> you know, fuck you, Rucka. Um, but here's—I want to read the top ten news sites that are most trusted in America. The Economist is number one, followed by NPR, Politico. That's an interesting one. I wouldn't consider Politico mainstream. No, many people no. haven't even heard of Politico. No. I think it's a left-leaning. Yeah, I have, but yeah, I, I believe Politico is left-leaning. It's not a mainstream at all. But BBC, yeah. I would agree with that. BBC is one of my most which trusted is, news sources, which is state-run. Yeah, you know what? I'm seeing a pattern here too, Sean. Mm-hmm. That some of these state-run websites are sometimes the most trustworthy, and it's not always the case because uh, RT, you know, Russia Today, that website. I'll, I'll tell you guys a personal story with Russia Today because I did an interview with them a while back. Uh, RT contacted me because they wanted my opinion on internet censorship and specifically whether or not it affected websites like mine running through an independent like third-party website. And they had a very specific narrative 
in their story when they were talking to me. And every time I I strayed off that narrative, they kept trying to bring me back to frame my answer in a way that fit their narrative. And that's the first time I'd seen firsthand media spin. Mm -hmm. That was was RT.com. Were they talking about actual censorship or like the version you think is which is where you're not getting paid to say something rucka you know co- <laughs> there's we, a history we talked here. about this shithead <laughs> coerced speech is not free speech would you say would you agree with that dylan yes there um, dylan bravo <laughs> first thing you've i think that's the first thing the first thing you've said in 10 years that we've agreed on <laughs> well, was a, there was a video thing a couple minutes ago too the man cave thing. oh that's true there was that shit man we're, we're green left and right all right dude we're just blowing people's minds so followed by bbc is the wall street journal USA Today, CNN, and then New York Times. I was surprised New York Times isn't higher on that list. And then all the network sites, ABC, CBS, NBC, yeah. Google News. I like Google News a lot, actually. PBS is well, on that there. that just pulls well, from multiple yeah, sources, Because Google News it? is like an aggregator, yeah. and that's yeah, where yeah. you're like, you can actually, because then they give you multiple sources for right. almost like the same headline, which that's, is yes. nice. That's yeah. the reason I go to Google News, yeah. so I can see media spin in real time. Mm-hmm. But near the bottom of the list, the very last, dead last on this list, least trusted in America, the Rush Limbaugh Show, Dead last, followed by Glenn Beck program. Yeah, Breitbart. Uh huh. It's third. It's the third. Those are least the bottom trusted. three. Bottom three is Breitbart. This is by millennials, right? By by millennials. Okay. Yeah, the Sean Hannity show. Yeah, so it's like hardcore, toe the line conservatives. But BuzzFeed is right after that. BuzzFeed is uh, one yeah. of the least trusted news sources. Bravo! I'm so glad. Yeah. Fuck it's- BuzzFeed. And then Daily Cost. Daily Cost is down there. These are, that's a very far left one. The Ed Schultz Show, never heard of that. Drudge Report, The Blaze, Fox News. These are all about equally trusted and distrusted. Uh, those those websites that, that I just mentioned. But BuzzFeed is definitely more distrusted than trusted. I would go to BuzzFeed if I needed a top 10 list of cutest cats. I wouldn't go to them <laughs> for like election news. What you if know? you want to know 25 questions that every white person wants to ask every Asian female? <laughs> <laughs> also BuzzFeed. You know, the thing that I hate most about BuzzFeed, the headline that I hate most, is when they use the word times. So they'll say, 33 times when something happens. I I think they mean to to use the word instances. Yeah. Right? But they say times, so I'm expecting there to be like, you know, 3 o'clock, 4.15, (laughs) actual, you know, digit numeric times, maybe a date in there, a timestamp. That's what I'm expecting when when I'm looking at a list of times, all right? Like time codes. You fucking idiots. They're not times when things happen. All right, all right. We got it. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Among millennials, Facebook far exceeds any other source for political news. Yeah, Hmm. that's, that's, yeah. That's depressing. That's just where you see what's happening. Uh, It's it's pretty sad. Uh, They they polled millennials, Generation X, and baby boomers to see where they got their news most from. 61% of millennials get their news from Facebook. Well, that's where, what do you mean, why it's sad about that? It just shows you, like, what people are talking about. Yeah, but it's not, it, it's, you, you, well, people well, are posting you're getting, links, You're getting right? different versions of the, that's the thing, right. like, you're not, it's like, not like a news source, like, you're not going to check your Facebook and see one version of something, you're going to see, like, every asshole on the internet's position on it, because if, you know, then you bring it up in your search bar, and then it brings up, you know, it's weird, like, there's a lot of copy and pasting going on, too, so. Facebook serves you a version of reality. And that version of reality is based algorithmically on what Facebook thinks you like. Yeah. So if you click on any right-leaning website, an article that 
bashes Hillary Clinton, it's going to serve more of those articles to you, and it's going to create a filter bubble. Well, people it's have like done that it's, to themselves for yeah. years, though, on the internet. You go find like-minded people, and then you live in that echo chamber, and then echo there chamber. you go. Guess what? Yeah. You're always right. Yeah. But this is exacerbating that problem, Sean. This no, is making it's it, all exacerbating the problem. This is making it it's way, intellectually dishonest. Absolutely, it's making it way more difficult to see anything outside that thought bubble. So, on my Maddox account, I have five thousand friends, mm-hmm. right, close friends of mine, and I don't filter anything on my newsfeed. I make sure to leave it alone because I want to see a good cross section of America and the world and see what opinions people believe. I see it from the right and I see it from the left, and the people who consistently post the same bullshit websites from the right. This this website, it's called Red State Watch, I think, or redstatewatcher.com or .org or some shit like that. Donald Trump links to it all the time. And it is every single article is an earth-shattering headline. I talked about this in, the, in my new video, but every single article is like, huge bomb dropped on the Clinton Foundation, or right. we're going to World War III. It's happened. Breaking news. Everything's breaking fucking news, but it's not. It never is. You go to Google News and it's not breaking news. It's not breaking anywhere. No one's talking about this shit. It's not outside. Like you look outside, no one's freaking out about it. You yeah. Know? So, and this is alternate news? Is this? This is, this is an alternate okay. news site. Okay. So there's no ethics. There's no standards. There's no journalistic standards. I have a very simple question for people who like alternate news because I, I'm going to get criticized here. I know. I'm going to get criticized as being a corporate shill, a media whore, a mainstream sucker. Like what? all these corporate shill, you won't even fucking plug yeah, your own Amazon banner. Plug Amazon. <laughs> you fucking start arguing about microphones with Sean. You're like the worst corporate shill ever. You're like you're 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 anti-corporate. But that's why it works. They're yeah, going for that that true. anti-corporate dollar. Yeah, I'm neither I'm over. neither anti-corporate nor pro-corporate. Like I I see there's a middle ground. There's a huge middle ground, guys. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But Here's my problem with alternate news specifically. And it's a very simple question that I have for anyone who is going to argue with me about alternate news sites, okay? The question is this. When was the last time your alternate news site published a correction? That's it. When was the last time your shitty little conspiracy website, when's the last time you saw a correction published on InfoWars? or naturalnews.com, or Real Pharmacy, or Collective Evolution. Any of these bullshit websites you guys are linking to all fucking day on my newsfeed, spamming me with this crazy shit from, it's not even the left, it's not even the right, it's just crazy, it's crazy shit. Like, Spirit Science, have you guys seen that shit? Spirit Science. No. What? Go to YouTube, go down this rabbit hole. Oh my gosh. I don't wanna. It's, it's like, th- this guy puts out like hour-long documentaries about alternate realities of human history. Can we just talk about how Flat Earth is somehow coming back? Why? Oh no, that's yeah. Like what well, the those, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How is that a thing now again? It's just people who want to have the answers. I just I can't even. They want their own little click. I just, it's like, oh yeah, no, we a, know, we know. Talk about an echo chamber, dude. Like these are people that think NASA are idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, it's just I, No, it, it's one of, it it falls under this realm of alternate news. This this so when I put out this video, this guy on Twitter hit me up and said, "Hey Maddox, have you seen this other website uh, that, you know, I know that a lot of these alternate news sites are shit, but have you seen this one? And he sent me a link to a website. I'll link to it. It's thelastamericanvagabond.com. What? Yeah. it's Well, it's a link to alternate news websites. Uh, so he's sending this to me as kind of a compendium of alternate news sites that I should check out. One of the first links on there is, I think, uh, David, David Icke? Uh, Ike? Ike. Ike. Yeah, David Ike. One of the first links on there is David Ike. An anti-Semite who believes in the reptilian theory. Yeah. 
This is a guy who believes that reptilians have taken over, and, and it's part of the Jewish cabal. They're mm. trying to take over the world. Oh, the Jewish reptile cabal. I've heard the of them. The Jewish re- the JRC. You got to watch out for them. Uh-huh. Man. They're fucking tricky. Yeah, David Icke. Uh, another website, Collective Evolution is on that list. Global Research. It's another. It's one of these sites. That, it sounds like it's a plausible sounding name, right? Global Research, I think, used to be um, Mike Rupert's site. And who's, who's Mike Rupert? The guy that the, he was the peak oil guy crossing the Rubicon. Vice did a special on him, and then he killed himself <laughs> right after the Vice special. Yeah. So he doesn't update much. No. <laughs> No, he stopped updating. <laughs> I think I I think Global Research could have been his. He had one for a while. I don't know, but yes. And Spirit Science is on this list. The Collective Evolution. I hate Collective Evolution so much. It's <laughs> such a bullshit website. Everything on their bullshit. Look, my other rule of thumb is this. Okay, so generally speaking, if it has the word truth in the title, you're going to get none. And then the other the other thing. Uh, oh, I just realized the truth or movement. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Eat shit, oh, Dylan. That's yeah. one for me. Yeah. The yeah. entire truth or movement. Oh, Zero. Hold okay. on. Uh, uh, wait. There you go. Trigger. Trigger. Dylan hard. Truth or truth triggered. The other. The other thing. My other uh, rule of thumb is if they sell pink Himalayan anything. Mm-hmm. All right. If it's pink and it's Himalayan, that website's bullshit. Don't forget boner pills. They do sell boner pills. Infowars. <laughs> Infowars <laughs> sells sells. A ton of like boner vitality pills and supplements, right? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Shocking that uh, some of their audience might struggle with impotence. Yeah, they're a whole bunch of angry, impotent people, <laughs> and and they're the same. It, it's you know, it Here kind we of go. It kind, it kind of starts to blur into the alt right media. Which Breitbart is. Well, because he's become the alt-right. Like, that's, like, Alex, you know, like, he used to try to at least pretend to be in the middle, but now he's, like, at Trump rallies and, like, just weird, weird behavior. But anyway, guys, we're getting way off. So that was uh, your anti-alternate news. Yeah, and I want to say this, too, uh, for for a case for mainstream media, okay? Mm -hmm. New York Times. I like the New York Times. I think the New York Times does generally good reporting. And a long time ago, I read this article about how they— they found how easy it was to infiltrate news websites with PR puff pieces, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, Nike will come out with a new shoe, or there'll be a, a weird article about how the, be- the health benefits of milk. And you'll think, that's weird. Why is this journalist looking up milk all of a sudden? And then you'll see that several other websites are also covering the same exact topic around the same time. And they're talking about a specific brand or a specific company, and a new study came out. Guys, these studies are sponsored. Yes, and those those puff pieces you're reading about the benefits of milk are put out by the milk industry or the Whoa. beef industry or the coffee industry. Whoa, Whoa dude. They're you're like blowing my mind right now. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> I, knew I got it. a new film idea. <laughs> no, th- this is his. This is going to be his film. I'm right. going to help him direct it. It's okay. going to be great. Well, so one of the few one of the websites they said that is most d- notoriously difficult to crack is the New York Times. And that's when I started paying attention to the New York Times because they do try to avoid that kind of stuff. This is according to the New York Times. And I've never seen anything like this from an alternate news site, but this is according to the New York Times. They have a, a guideline of integrity mm. for their journalists. It says here, this is a direct quote, and I'll link to it. Staff members should be vigilant in avoiding any activity that might pose an actual or apparent conflict of interest and thus threaten the newspaper's ethical standing. And it also means that the journalism we practice daily must be beyond reproach. No one needs to be reminded that falsifying any part of a news report cannot be tolerated. 
and will result automatically in disciplinary action up to and including termination. When's the last time you heard anyone from an alternate news website getting terminated for reporting false information? Because nobody knows who these people are. There's, like you said, there's never retractions. Never retractions, but I will never say, corrections. I will say, I think the journalistic standards across the board are the lowest they've ever been. Yeah. What it means to be a journalist is well, it's like, not you, half of what are, it is in the past. Are you a journalist or are you a reporter? Okay, okay. Well, no, because that, but that's it. That to me is the that's no, no, where that you, is different. That's where you draw the line because you're a reporter. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, the story came out. I got to write it. But a journalist like goes out and like tries to find people and get to the bottom of the question. Like that to yep. me is really like, especially now, like is where where the line has become so blurred that you don't know who's writing for who and what the oversight is. Like that to me is like a journalist is and, someone who's actually trying to get to the heart of the issue. And the line between journalists and pundit has also been blurred. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like now everyone's got a clear uh, favorite. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The pundits have kind of taken over journalism. And you or, forget. You forget sometimes when you're watching CNN headline news, which is garbage. Absolute garbage. But if you're watching that 24 hours a day, they always have a pundit on. And you start to forget that they're just pundits. Yeah, they're just rooting for a team. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And mm. they're, not, they're not reporting anything. They're just espousing their opinions that you either agree with or disagree with. But they're on TV, so it carries more weight. It does. And it's unfortunate that that's the case. But that's not a good source of news. CNN is actually mostly garbage now. The only the only time CNN reports good news anymore is CNN International, which is fantastic. CNN International is great. They only report it an hour a day. I don't know if they still do. I canceled cable. Yeah, I cut the cable. Congratulations on sussing out that debate, idiots. <laughs> a couple episodes ago, Dylan, we argued the merits of cutting the cable. Ah. There people people guess that I cut the cable. Great. Because he said that he cut the cable five years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. really cracked the and case on that one. Undermining yeah. his argument. <laughs> really got yeah. your back against the wall on yeah. that one. <laughs> that, should, that one shouldn't even count, drawing Aussie. Anyway, guys, uh, we should... Uh, th- this is, really, is going to be a really long episode, but I do want to mention a couple of points from the other side of the debate. Because you're going to argue passionately for it. That You bet your ass, Rucka. All right. Here's a reason alternate news sites emerged in the first place. It's because there is corruption in the news media. Precisely. And there is a lot of money behind the news media. There's a lot of corporations. If I see a KFC commercial during uh, my CNN coverage and they're talking about chicken, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and assume they're not going to be too critical of their sponsors. Right, and therein lies the problem with sponsorship as a, as a whole. Because even me, when I I've been as honest and forthright as possible my entire career, especially when it comes to sponsorship, because I take very limited sponsorship. But when it comes to even when it comes to me, when when people think about the product that you're talking about, that you're reporting about as a news journalist, there is that inkling of doubt in the back of your mind. You're thinking, well, these are also people who are paying them, right? So how much can you trust that source? Well, absolutely. I mean, I would see it if you're reading a guitar or, or musical magazines. You know, they, the manufacturers spend thousands and thousands of dollars in there, and then they always have the review section. Oh, we're reviewing the new blah, blah, blah amp. And they're never negative. And what they do, they, they, they do little nitpicky things like, oh, it's, you know, oh, it would be nice if it had this, but otherwise it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. How much can you trust those reviews? I learned that the hard way a long time ago when uh, I think EGM got, got busted for some payola. It, it's payola if it happens in the music industry, right? When they, when the, Payola the, is traditionally radio, but... Radio, well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, well, it could be the labels paying the radio. So when you hear that music coming on the air, you want to know that it's coming from a real place. This is the most popular song in the U.S. right now, 
and they're playing it because people like it. No, that's not the case. A lot of times they're just playing the song because the record label paid them to. It's dishonest. And fundamentally, I think that's why alternate news emerged in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, just alternate media in general. I mean, I, you're a prime example of that. I mean, I, I think that you're, you know, you're a product of alternative media and the distrust of mainstream and how everyone's buttoned up and the same and talks the same and reads the same press release. I mean, you know, people turn to you because you are alternative media, essentially. I, you know what? I begrudgingly accept that title. I'll give you a half ding. Half ding. All right. That's cool. <laughs> Take it, but the the reason is, and sometimes people when I when I put out this video, people were saying, "Hey, Maddox, uh, you're alternate media, you're alternate news." Nah, well, I mean, kind I, of, but not really. I do a lot of research to make sure that I get my facts right. In fact, one time I spent uh, three hours researching the speed at which fire burns in apartment buildings because I wanted to make a joke. It's um, <sighs> a and, very well researched joke. It was a very well researched joke. Uh, I, I I won a Pulitzer that year for that joke. Mm. Uh, so I want to say that even though I do report some things and I do a lot of research and things, I am not, I'm not a journalist. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to say. Not in an insulting way for once. Yeah. But. Well, what what, what do you want to say? What you mean, what Maddox means to say is he's an entertainer, right? I, I don't agree with you a lot of the time, but I love watching your videos. Like, I love seeing you talk about shit, even if I don't agree with it. Oh, you're welcome. You're an entertainer. Like, you are, you articulate points of view, which even you might not even entirely be on board with. But you take an extreme position, and you, you bring it forth with words. Probably your written articles are the same way, but I don't have the attention span to sit through it. But a video, I can just sit and watch, and I just enjoy the uh, passion behind it. You're an entertainer. Yeah, occasionally you do bring news forward, but you're not a news reporter. You're not a journalist. Like you're not. People don't get their news from you. They, they should. They get. They get up. They get entertainment and they get they opinions. Get, they get the news filtered through you. So that's you know they're not coming to you for like a source, they, but more like they get an opinion they might share. If if someone asks them later, do you do you like Apple or not? They might have the um, ammo to say no, fuck Apple, and here's why. Well, that's true because they are getting an opinion from me, and I would encourage everyone to fact check. If you come to my website, I do my due diligence. I link to my sources. I provide evidence, and and God knows, like I do so many hours of research. Most of my writing, uh, the the time I spend writing, I would say is three to one research to actual written work. And that's the problem. You spend too much time researching shit instead <laughs> no, of just producing <laughs> shit. Like you take too long. No, I mean maybe that's that's a problem with the, with my output. But in terms of my quality of writing, I always stand behind it. I try to stand behind it because I've done the research and I do the work. And specifically with some of my content, like most of what I write is satire. Uh, but sometimes I do try to do those more journalistic pieces. Like for example, the video I made about the wage gap. In this country, people are still saying there's a 23 or 22 or 25 percent wage gap, and it changes year to year. And I know I've heard more and more people say that's been disproved. Well, it's 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 misleading when they say the the wage gap because yeah. all they're doing is it's taking not 75 percent. No, it's they're they're just taking the total number of hours that men work divided by the total number of pay that they earn, and then comparing that to women, the total number of hours women work, and comparing that to, dividing that by the total number of dollars that they make. Well, the the problem with that is it's not apples to apples comparison because men and women, generally speaking, work different jobs. And you can make a case that for a number of reasons, whether you want to say it's biology, it's nature, it's preference, it's society, it's sexism, whatever that is, 
That's irrelevant because in terms of that number, where that comes from, it's absolutely bogus. Because even in Hillary Clinton's own campaign, her, the women who work in her campaign, if you take the same exact formula, the way they calculate it, her own campaign, I think women are making 80 cents to the dollar a man makes. Does anyone actually believe that? Does anyone actually believe that Hillary Clinton is paying her women on staff less than the men? No fucking way. It's just a bullshit formula. So when I produce videos like that, I do my due diligence and I do the research and I do the work. So in other words, just to sum this up, uh, the reason you prefer uh, mainstream media or one might argue for that is because um, they're more reliable. They have to retract shit. They're held accountable. And then on the other side, you've got alternate news, which came to be because the mainstream is bought. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And also... Alternate news does do a good job in reporting things that the mainstream misses. For example, and this is uh, this is one where I'm I, I'm kind of I see both sides, but WikiLeaks. Right. We need to talk about WikiLeaks. Um, what's your guys' feeling about WikiLeaks? Do you guys do you guys generally trust WikiLeaks articles or documents or, or sources, or do you distrust them outright? Well, I know the Sony emails turned out to be true. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which I was opposed to fundamentally because it's stolen property. Right, of course. But I mean, in, in terms of the content that was located within and how much of it was verified after the fact, obviously it's not the best example for national security, you know, and I was mostly joking. But yeah, I mean, like, there, there are certain things on there that I think can be backed up and verified and other things, you know, just because it comes from WikiLeaks doesn't mean that you should automatically subscribe to it. Just like any source, I, you know, check well, everything. Like well, I generally said, speaking... People don't do that, though. No, they People don't. start forming really strong opinions based on reading the headline of an article, let alone reading the article and let alone vetting the information contained in that article. There was like, there was a, a headline that was going around. The headline was just so unbelievable. And that was the whole point. Because then when you click and read the article, the entire article was about how the headline was wrong. And yeah. so many people had shared yeah. just the headline. They're like, you got to read this. Like, I got to read what? The whole mm -hmm. article saying that I just fell for a trap? Yeah. And maybe I, that was some of the people's point. But by and large, a lot of people were just like blindly hitting that share button, you know? Generally speaking, when it, a website has the word wiki in its title, again, I take it with a grain of salt. You wouldn't want to use Wikipedia as a source on a college paper. No. So you would you use probably, it as a, as a way to find sources, correct. but yeah. you wouldn't cite Wikipedia as your source. You'd be like, well, I went on here and I found this article with this line right here. Exactly. A little bit different. Now, the problem with WikiLeaks itself is it receives documents from anonymous sources. So if journalists want to report that, and I've heard the criticism of the, the mainstream media in this election cycle is that they're they're kind of giving a free pass to Hillary Clinton for the WikiLeaks emails. Well, the problem is that journalists who are reputable can't just report any old thing that WikiLeaks comes out with. They have to do their due diligence to figure out whether or not it's true. And if they just report that kind of stuff, uh, they're they're putting themselves they're doing a disservice to the public and they're doing a disservice to their employers and themselves because they jeopardize losing their own jobs. So WikiLeaks, I don't really think of them as like news reporters, as like a source for news. I think of them more as like um, when the government has secrets, these guys expose the government. Yeah. They, 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 they release these secrets that the government doesn't want to know. Well, they did that during the Bush administration. They released some secrets, and it took a long time for news organizations to finally report on it because they were vetting the information, verifying the facts, checking to make sure the sources match up. It takes a long time to do that before they're able to make a statement. And also, you're putting a huge burden on journalists because there is national security interests that they have to consider before publishing anything coming from WikiLeaks. Right. I think sometimes WikiLeaks, in their 
publishing of, of secret documents has been pretty irresponsible. Yeah, I wish they were a little bit more uh, principled. Like, I think the guy, Assange, he, like, his point of view is just like, everyone has the right to know everything, which is, uh, you know, I, I'm cool with him, you know, digging up dirt on Hillary Clinton or whatever the fuck. You know, when it comes to the military or, you know, security shit, like, why does anyone need to know what, you know, what's happening over there? Well, everyone needs to know everything except when it comes to the name of the sources of your anonymous leaks, right? Right. That seems to be, that seems to be where, where Assange draws the line. Uh, it's it's hypocritical. It's it's, I think. it's tough because you know it's like at the same time you want you you want everything to be open and transparent, but you also you know I think we all feel that some people deserve a little bit of privacy as long as they're not doing it on taxpayers' time. Yeah, but know. he's the one he's the arbiter of that privacy. He decides he who deserves privacy and who doesn't, and he has a legitimate reason. Look, I'm not saying he doesn't have a legitimate reason to hide his sources because obviously if he started outing his sources, he would stop receiving those, those, uh, those documents. Yeah. So clearly there are legitimate reasons to keep something secret, aren't there? But, uh, he doesn't seem to apply that same standard to anyone else that he does out with his information. Right. And there, and there's that double standard that I guess comes with any media source that you have to be aware of, you know, whether it's mainstream or alternate there, there's still a human being behind all those decisions. And what is that human being doing? That's going to affect how that information, even if they're trying to be in their mind, completely open and honest, there's still something that they're doing, uh, perhaps unconsciously that is preventing it from being so. I don't know. Are there any alternate news sites that you read regularly or semi-regular? Because I used to read Drudge Report a lot. I don't anymore uh, because it got kind of goofy over the last couple of years. I don't know. I was checking. I mean, it's not really alternate. I was checking MSNBC for a bit just for like what's going on in the world right now, you know, yeah. not really looking for any kind of an opinion or interpretation of it. Just like what's going on that I'm maybe not hearing Wait, about. Wait, you don't think MSNBC has a strong opinion? I mean, they're, I'm sure. I think they're the left. Most they're very, yeah. They're, aren't they supposed the, to be like very left? Oh, yeah. 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 They're, like, they're yeah. the most left but of the major. <clears throat> but that's not why I read it. You know, which gotcha. some people might think is like, oh, you read MSNBC is because you're a lefty or a liberal. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That was just the site I was going to that oh, gotcha. seemed to have like the least amount of, I guess, spin for a mainstream news source. But it's it, got NBC in the name. So well, it's obviously it is, mainstream. Yeah, of course. You know, we all we all love feathers. Um, I don't know. Would you prefer that? Joke. Would you prefer that it had the word truth in the name? No, the no, I would not. No, I would not. in fact, tell me it's lies and I might, you know, read it more uh there's More no stringently. There's no web. There's no news site that comes out that says it's the the, the false news or the L- fake news. Lies.com. Yeah, lies.com. Just lyingnews.com. Which I, which would be great, I think, yeah. at this point, you know. And it's interesting. You basically have that with the Onion, and people share Onion acting like it's true. You know. Oh yeah, there's that uh, website or Facebook group, I think that yeah. uh, that says people. It's basically links of people who thought Onion he- headlines were real. So a lot of these uh, alternate news sites, they end up getting so big that eventually they're just another CNN, right? Like you well, tune into Alex Jones's uh, YouTube channel. It just looks like you're watching, like it's got high production values, a ticker at the bottom, like probably the stock, the Dow Jones in the corner. They're trying to be, it seems like that's what they're they're moving towards. But I, I think among the alternate news sites, Alex Jones is probably the least trustworthy. There's some, there's so many YouTube videos that have countless uh, statements that he's made back to back that have not come true. He's always warning us that they're coming after us. Oh, they, I, I don't, I don't like well, anything he's about him. stepping on his own toes too. You know, like one, one year David Icke can't be trusted and he's disinformation. And the next year he's on his radio show yeah. promoting his book. Kind of like, like this one. Well, hey. I, <laughs> yeah, well but it's been 10 years. It's different. Yeah, okay. It's 10 years. 10 years. It's fine. It's fine. I wish everybody who sees Alex Jones as a bad person wouldn't go on his show either. Cause so many people are so glad to go like plug their book 
on his show. It's tough because, you know, again, we both pretty much argue for both sides of it, you know? Um, I don't know. Well, because you can make arguments for both sides. You really yeah. can. I mean, because it, again, it's, it's because of the distrust of the mainstream media that we now have alternative media, but uh-huh. now we have distrust of alternative media. So you kind of have to like pick between the two. So it's yeah. like, fuck, where's the third option now? You so, know, like so, whose special interests are less scary. Right. Exactly. Do you want to? Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, when it comes to mainstream versus alternate news websites, right? Who would you trust more, Dylan? Who, who are you leaning towards more? I mean, I would have to lean towards alternative just because I feel that there's going to be less of an agenda. But at the same time, that doesn't mean I trust them more than mainstream media. Like if I had to pick between the two and a site I was going to go to and tear the article apart and try to find a source for it, it would be the alternative. Do you feel like WikiLeaks has an agenda? In this, especially in this election cycle. Especially, uh, well, yeah, because in this election cycle, they're releasing a bunch of stuff about Hillary and nothing about Trump. So, I mean, and why do you think that is? I do not know. That's a very good question. Rucka, Sean, any thoughts on that? Because I've been wondering this myself. I'm only seeing stuff about Hillary from coming from WikiLeaks this election. I guess maybe because they feel she's more of a danger. Where, because uh, I, I think that we, uh, there, there might have at one point been a threat that Trump was going to get elected, but I think now we can stop worrying about that a, a little bit. Um, so I, I think that's maybe it, is it? But it's, I don't know. Just what a weird election. That's all I can say. Just what a weird election. The weirdest we in my life. I think uh, WikiLeaks has an axe to grind with Hillary. I, sure. well, I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The question know. is why. I, yeah, I don't know where that's coming from. I think she from. symbolizes corruption. Like Trump yeah. he symbolizes to some people kind of an idiot. Other people see him as evil and the next Hitler, but honest about where he stands. Like Hillary, she just, she's got this big goofy smile and like the fucking Botox and the fucking ping pong eyeballs and like people just see her as like the the, the lady who like is getting paid a hundred thousand dollars a minute to speak to Wall Street one part of the day and then going and lecturing uh, how we need to get money out of politics in the know, next part of the talking day. about how she's all for the struggling Americans, but she's wearing some people's salary on her back. You know, while her right. husband meets with the Department of Justice on an airport runway, like when she's being, you know, investigated by the FBI and she's already been the fucking nominee. Oh, Sean, yeah. what's your source for that? Just fucking witnesses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just my source is fact. It my source is facts. My source is facts. Well, okay. So, so we were just catching up on the families. So there seems Thanks. to be. Yeah, Bill. Okay. <laughs> There seems to be a lot of distrust of the media and I think the both the uh, mainstream and the alternate news websites. But again, I think that some of the most boring news is the most credible and I get bored to tears sometimes when I'm listening to NPR and BBC and that's exactly what I want for my news. The, generally speaking, that's a quick rule of thumb. Read the headline and how excited does it make you? If it makes you super excited to click on it, don't read it. All right. Don't, don't read that fucking headline. Don't read the news article. You're not going to get informed. You're going to be misled. And and especially if you go to the website and they have their pages broken down into one, two, and three. Because, guys, they're doing that for ad clicks. Yeah. Every time you click on a page, it counts as another page view. Oh, they love slideshows. Oh, they oh, love slideshows. Because then the first slide of the slideshow is usually an ad. Yeah. And then the last one is an ad, and then yeah. the ad's on the page. It's just... And in between ads, oh, man. they kind of look like native content. You know one of the most nefarious websites that does that is a fucking BuzzFeed, man. Oh, yeah. They have their native content, and they have native advertisements in their content that look just like their content. Or AV Club. I found that AV Club is AV like, Club does that? Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, whether or not it's intentional or not, but it's like, wait, is that another article? No, it's something about weight loss. Never it's mind. awful. Well, guys, I want you guys to vote on which side of the debate you find more persuasive. What do you, the listener, like more? Alternate news or mainstream media, what do you think is more credible? 
vote on the website, madcastmedia.com. But moving on, I have some quick headlines from around the web. Uh, we're running out of time, but uh, real quick. This is from msn.com. It says, woman says she took a duck on a plane with her for emotional support. Uh, you guys heard of this shit? Yeah. Support. Yeah. What? Emotional, emotional support animals. Now they have emotional support animals. Guys, it's bullshit. Emotional support ducks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's ducks. an emotional support duck. Ducks. Yeah. How are you going to be emotionally supported by a duck? Well, she said her name is Carla Fitzgerald. She says- They're good listeners. She owns- <laughs> Ducks are? Yep. Car- Carla Fitzgerald says she owns a mild-mannered mallard called Daniel. Oh, that's cute. A human name. <laughs> she, says, she says she needs the duck for support due to her battle with post-traumatic stress following a traffic accident. She says, it's different strokes for different folks, she told Inside Edition. Daniel takes care of me just like someone's dog takes care of them. She added, it's necessary for Daniel to be with me in anything I get into, particularly cars. Anytime I'm driving anywhere, Daniel has to be with me. Mm. What a crock of shit. I looked into this whole support animal and comfort animals thing. It's usually so people can take pets anywhere they That's want. That's all it is. Yeah. And, you can buy and, the vest for dogs online. Because the ADA, the American Disability Association, doesn't cover this mm. i went to their website specifically and they specifically say no it's not there's no such it's not a class of, of animal because people are just using it they're abusing it i found a fake id that someone created for their dog that said that they're a support animal and i went to the ada website because it said ada on there and i went to the ada website to look up the serial number or something there's no such thing yeah nice seeing eye shih tzu by the way <laughs> <laughs> seeing eye shih tzu uh, you know, I, I have read the studies that they, they, they are support animals and they do help some people with post-traumatic stress. But I don't think that if, you, if you're if you so, you can't go to the grocery store without bringing your fucking duck. What, what Dylan? Uh, that is, that's it. <laughs> if you can't go to a grocery store without your fucking duck. Yeah. I don't know. You need more than a duck in your life. Yeah, you, know, you need to stay yeah. the fuck home. Ten, ten years ago, um, I was working at a, at a pizza shop and uh, this lady tried to bring her dog in. And I was like, No. I was no. like, no, you, we serve food here. You can't right. bring your dog in here. Yeah. Now it's like, and then it, occasionally you would see like a blind guy with like a perfectly groomed, you know, dog that's perfectly silent sitting in the restaurant because, you know, it's special exception. Now it's like everywhere you go, you're walking through the grocery store. They've got open fucking oh, I see dogs in the grocery store salad all bars. the time now. Yeah. You go into restaurants and people, girls got their little shitty dog it's like what's going on here yeah. you can pick you can pick a real service dog in two seconds that dog doesn't oh, yeah. care about you right he is and on, it's you, on and, a job and it's usually yeah. a golden retriever or a he lab has a vest on or a lab yeah and he's sitting there like uh you know a chill is a cucumber you can't yeah. you can't they're unflappable dogs the service animals but the, the, the other ones the fake ass ones they have the, the service vest they're, they're looking around, around wagging their tails oh, yeah it's like, what service are you providing right now? <laughs> yeah, your comfort dog is annoying the fuck out of me, and it's it's giving me anxiety. Can I have a comfort animal to to cure my anxiety that your shitty comfort animal is giving me? Is this just L.A. where dogs are allowed everywhere? Yeah. New York City is pretty dog-friendly. Maybe it's just yeah. big cities. You guys need to get a fuck over your pets. That's what Cosmopolitan. I say. Cosmopolitan. Okay, yeah, Cosmopolitan cities. There's a bumper sticker. Get the fuck over your pets. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Available now. <laughs> It'll be, I'll put it on Amazon, on the Amazon store. Nice. All yes. right, guys, one more headline. This is from uh, the University of Massachusetts, Lowell. They did a national poll, and they found that a quarter of millennials would prefer a meteor strike to 2016 presidential candidates. I believe it. (laughs) This is great. It says nearly a quarter of Americans aged 18 to 35 would rather see a giant meteor strike Earth than see either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump in the White House. 
according okay. to their new poll. <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> little bit of hyperbole, isn't there? <laughs> I don't think so. It says the poll asked millennials to choose their preference between Clinton as president, Trump as president. Can you hear Rucka's eyes rolling? I know. Is this your research? That this you is spend research. So much time doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. They asked them if they prefer Clinton, Trump, or a random lottery to choose the president from all U.S. citizens. Barack Obama appointing himself to a life term as president, or a giant meteor striking Earth and extinguishing all human life. (laughs) (laughs) And over Clinton or Trump, 39% of those surveyed said they preferred Obama serving a life term. 26% preferred a random lottery to choose the next president. And 23%, nearly one in four, preferred a giant meteor strike. Bravo. Bravo. I don't blame them. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of everything. Oh, God. Sounds like the over already. Bring on the meteor strike. Hit me square in the temple. Fucking done with it. <laughs> Fucking done with everything. Uh, Dylan, thank you for coming to the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. <laughs> uh, so one one more time, what's the name of your new movie that's coming? It's coming out soon, right? Yes. Uh, when when yeah. can we see it? When when can we check this out? Uh, 2017. Either HBO or Netflix, one of those two. Oh, wow, we'll that's see. super cool. So you got, yeah. uh, you're got you getting possibly an HBO I got, distribution? I got a sales agent over here. I got a manager over here. I just have people that have been asking to watch the film for like a year and a half now. So. Yeah, I, I'm very curious about Netflix as a business model. If you have your movie or project distributed on Netflix, do you then, like, how do they pay you? Is it a one-time lump sum up front? Quarterly. Quarterly. Quarterly payment. It's a lot easier now to make your money back on a film investment than it was before. But the other thing is that it's now so easy to get on Netflix. It's like, oh, you're on Netflix. Great. So Interesting. Okay. Tricky. And one more time, the name of it? Black and Blue. Black and Blue. I'll link to Dylan's Twitter account. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Coming up soon on the show, we are going to do one election-related episode because it's the, it's all I want to talk about this election. But thanks again, Dylan, for coming on the show. Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. Sean, the audio engineer. But most of all, you're welcome. <laughs> it's your mom. This is how I cry. Sounds legit. Your father and I just finished the most recent episode of your show. Oh, no. And we're a little distraught. Oh, you just, oh poor parents. I, uh, I called up poor Bishop fake Davidson. Parents. No, my mom. He told us he'd get you the help you need. So we gave him your address, and he promised to send some Mormon missionaries along to help you. <laughs> Bishop. I just want you to know Mom is rooting for you, baby boy. I know you are capable of discussing the important issues. Give your father and I a call if you ever need a bowl of soup or something. <laughs> okay? Soup. I love you, honey. And Sean, please keep him on track. Oh, there's no, there's Help no him talking be the to little him. boy we always wanted. Okay, bye. You know, if if that caller had an accent, the dialogue is spot on. Wow. For the, the, the way my mom talks, right down to threatening to send people to my house for an intervention. <laughs> yeah, She's wow. done that. Here's another one from Weird Matthew McConaughey. If everybody's shaving their pubes to get rid of pubic rice, <laughs> then why don't we all shave our dogs to get rid of fleas? <laughs> I can't also, that. condoms are garbage. Yeah, condoms oh. are garbage. He's in rare form this week. Yeah. Good day to you, gentlemen. It's your old pal Stewie. How are you? Just checking in about your presence, making sure that you're all very happy with what I've got for you. No. Especially (laughs) Maddox, I bet you wore the tread off of that douche faster than you tend to contradict yourself, you mouth breather. Yeah, throw it out. 
So anyways, I've got a new joke for you. This one goes out to Sean. Okay, are you ready? I'm oh, ready. I hope you're ready because it's a good one. <laughs> oh, okay. my goodness. Why do Scotsmen wear kilts? Because the zipper on the trousers would scare the sheep off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pardon me, I've got to go change my diaper. Yeah, great. Good job, Stewie. Stewie's really upped his production yeah. value. Yeah, so, fuck you know, Stewie. I'm just waiting on my t-shirt. You know, the free t-shirt you promised earlier on the that. podcast? The one where you requested your listeners to submit their t-shirt sizes and mailing addresses and yeah. you were going to go ahead and send them out? No, I bet you won't because you're a bitch. So anyway, <laughs> go ahead and surprise wow. me. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck Stew yourself, Stewie. I'm tired of your shit. I'm tired of your douchey gifts. I, You know what I hope? One of these days... He keeps going higher and higher pitch in voice until he stops breathing. <laughs> until he pops. Yeah, how about that? That was a spot on Stewie. Could I just... That was, that was Stewie. That was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was Stewie. Thank you, Seth. Right, he's a cartoon character. 